ever felt frustrated and helpless after listening and doing everything your vet told you to do, but it only made your sick pet worse and not get any better? That's me in 2008 with my first adopted cat, Meow. I did everything the vet told me to do and I realised she wasn't getting any better and only worse. So I decided to look into alternative health options and was drawn to the stories of holistic pet service entrepreneurs and their transformative journey, overcoming obstacles, chasing their passion and creating a movement that has caused a ripple effect of positive change in the lives of their clients and pets around the world. Join me as I share the raw, inspiring journeys of these amazing entrepreneurs, their successes and failures. My name is Amrys Wang and this is The Raw Entrepreneur. So who is Krista Karpovich, please? Who am I? Just like you, I am a dog mom, but I think we are uber dog moms because we, I mean, we are obsessed with our dogs, right? Yeah which a lot of people are, and that those are the people that are in our audience. And I was a dog mom that, you know, once upon a time, I didn't know any better as far as what to feed my dog. And my dogs have taught me how to think differently. And Amrish, you and I both know nothing is regulated in this industry, nothing. So that's why I'm so passionate about teaching other dog parents how to be the best advocate for their dog's health. Because when it comes to food, CBD, supplements, grooming products, or any toys, beds, nothing is regulated. So if we don't do our research and understand what what products we're giving our dogs and how it can affect them, then there's nobody else to do that for them. So that's who I am. I'm a dog mom to Winston, who is walking in the room right now. Um, he is a 12-year-old Norwich Terrier. He's a little guy, but big dog and a little body. And he's, <laughs> here, you want to say hi? Yeah. So here's Winston. <laughs> Hello, you. All oh, rugged hey, and handsome. he looks good for a 12 year old yeah he's doing good and you know as you and I both know raw fed dogs they thrive so um because of what I do I think he has to live to at least 50 and we'll see (laughs) so what what was you know like what made you decide to to start a podcast? Good question. It was kind of like an out-of-body experience (laughs) because I am so not technical whatsoever. So as I mentioned in 2018, I took a course in canine nutrition and it took me a year because I had a job at the time. That is so much information to learn, but it was fascinating to me. And afterwards I had to ask myself, okay, am I going to just do one-to-one consulting with people as a nutritionist? No, I'd like to reach the masses. 
So at the time I was working for a company that did small business advisory and my partner had a podcast. I did all the behind the scenes. So I did the editing and I found the guests and I took care of all of that part, but I was not the talking head. So I thought since I dipped my toe in the water, I might as well go for it. And I took Pat Flynn's Power Up podcasting course, which was phenomenal. Yay, Pat. And that taught me all I needed to know as far as how to do it, the equipment that I need, the software, all of that. And two and a half years later, here I am. Wow. How many episodes have you done? Today, today was 129 was wow congratulations man that's amazing amazing (laughs) thank you wow um you said you know you did a canine nutrition course um what what inspired you to take that course another good question amaris you're a great interviewer yep uh Well, we have to go back quite a ways. This was my dog before Winston. So this was probably, hmm, oh my gosh, 17 years ago, maybe. Wow. I had a Norwich Terrier. His name was Higgins and he was having seizures. Three different vets could not figure out why. At the same time, we were looking at getting another dog, an adult dog, and the owner said, we will not sell her to you unless you have, unless you feed her raw. I had never fed raw. I was just like most people feeding kibble because that's what you do. And we agreed and I looked into a raw diet. And then once we got her home, Might as well feed both dogs the same thing. That just makes it easy. Well, Higgins was then fed raw. Guess what? He never had another seizure. Wow. So you have to ask, hmm, this nutrition thing, there's something to this. And ever since then, you know, I was just obsessed with the raw diet and feeding fresh food and nutrition in general. And on a dog walk. That's when I get my (laughs) best ideas walking Winston in 2018. I thought I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a course. I want to learn more. I want to learn the science. Wow. And that's what happened. And did it teach you how to feed raw specifically, or was it the curriculum, you know, geared more to the commercial side of the pet food industry? Right. The one I took was called CASI. It's the Companion Animal Science Institute. They're in Canada. So this was an online uh, course. And it was it was a broad view of just canine nutrition. And then was that last year? Yeah, I guess it was last year in 2020. I did the deep dive into the, you know, um, Dogs Naturally magazine has Dogs Natural University and they have courses. And I took the specific raw feeding course through them, which is amazing. If anybody is interested in learning more about how to feed raw, that course that 
Dana Scott and Dogs Naturally have put together was super hard, but super amazing. Just really good stuff. There's a lot to know. It's, you know, Amherst, I think you can agree when people say, oh, I home cook for my dog and I make them chicken and rice. Yeah. You're like, and what else? (laughs) Oh, that's it. Oh, okay. Well, unfortunately you're missing out on a complete and balanced diet. There's so much more to it. So I encourage everybody, you know, just to learn more. That's, that's, I think the journey that you and I are on, we're just sponges. We want to learn more information and the science is changing every single day. We're learning more, you know, just the past few years, it's been about the gut microbiome. We never talked about that before. And now we know, wow, it's an important part of the body and over 80% of the immune system for our dogs and ourselves. So we really have a lot to learn. And I think a long way to go for sure. Do you agree with that? Yeah, no, you, you know, just listening to you, um, you know, I just, can I just say that, you know, I have huge, huge admirer of your work because I've been, before I even started my podcast, um, you know, I was listening to yours and I was like, wow, you know, so like, this is, this, this is one amazing lady, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, would it be nice if I got to speak to her one day? <laughs> Well, I am a fan of yours. So right back at your girlfriend. Oh, you're doing you're, work, you're, so. you're, you're, you're really, really kind because I, um, I don't know. I still feel that I'm still very much a pet parent learning everything. Yeah. Um, you know, just interviewing people like you to share your stories because I always find that um, what inspires me, you know, it's like, because I'm always curious about people like you, you know, like, why do you do what you do? You know? Yeah. I think, especially with the internet, you know, the information overload out there, the differing of opinions, you know, you have people that say, oh, dogs are carnivores. Oh no, dogs are omnivores. You have two schools. You have the people that, you know, They think that you should feed your dog from an elevated feeder or a bowl. And then there's others that say, no, you know, like Dr. Karen Becker, no, don't do that. So there's so much conflicting information out there. And as a dog parent, you want to do the best for your dog, but how do you gather all of that from out here and condense it to, okay, this is what I want to do for my dog. This is the choice that I'm making. So that's what I'm hoping to do is to just gather information. And my episodes are short and sweet, 25 to 30 minutes. So it's just giving people a taste of something to think about and to do some further research on. So I guess that's my main goal is just to provide the resources to people because a lot of us want to learn more. 
And just like you, I mean, the people that I am interviewing, it's fabulous. These experts and things that you just never knew. And I am learning every single day. And it's just so much fun. I love it. So I, you know, I am an introvert by nature. I'm, I'm like really, really shy. So starting this podcast for me was like almost like it, it was partly a personal development challenge for me because for you. I, I hate talking to strangers. I hate technology. <laughs> so I asked myself, what's, I'm the, with you there. What, what's the one thing that, you know, that will push me out of my comfort zone? Well, um, I don't like social media and stuff. Okay, I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to talk to people. <laughs> That I, I admire. It. And what do I love? I love animals. So it's going to be animal related. <laughs> and, you know, um, I still, I still get really shy um, and nervous, you know. So how were you always this outgoing? I mean, by nature, is this your personality? This is you know? me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Type A. You know, I, as I get older, you know, in my 20s, my 30s, I was always seeking out groups and gatherings and dinner parties. And I loved being around people. And the older I get, I really love being a homebody and doing things with my husband and my dog and the big crowds. That's not my scene anymore. So I get it when people that are introverts, you know, being in situations where they're in the public and having to speak with people, I would rather have a meaningful conversation, you and me, I want to learn more about you versus, you know, you're at a group function and you meet somebody that you know you'll never see again. <laughs> and it's just small talk. And to me that, you know, that's a little bit of a waste of a time. I'd rather get to know somebody why are you the way that you are? Tell me about you and your stories. I think that in life I've realized is so much more important. And, you know, when you're interviewing people, um, there's always this tendency of, you know, like how much of your personal value do you put into it? You know, like um, judgment, you know, or what you think uh, when you're having a conversation with, with certain guests that might not share the same view as you, for instance, mm -hmm. you know, um, how do you approach that sort of sensitive area? Right. We all have our opinions and we all learn differently. And I have had people on my show that, believe in, you know, a plant-based diet for a dog. And that is okay. I personally don't recommend that. I personally think dogs are carnivores and that they need the amino acid profile that they get from meat. I'm not bashing anybody. You know, if you feed your dog a vegan diet, you know, good for you, but you, you have to walk that fine line and, you know, just ask the questions and not be judgmental. 
um, you know, the gentleman that was on my show about keto dog food, that dogs do not need carbohydrates. He's right. There is no nutritional requirement for carbohydrates for dogs. But I personally like giving vegetable matter, vegetables and fruits, along with the meat, you know, the muscle meat, the organ meat, the bone, because of the phytonutrients, the antioxidants. So, you know, we all have our own opinions and it's okay. We can all play in the same sandbox together. But I try to come up with questions for my guests that I think everybody else would ask as well. Because as you know, podcasting is one way communication. We're spewing out information. And that's why I love to bring my guests on to Clubhouse after they've been on the podcast. So we open it up to everybody else to ask questions and comments and share their stories. So you're right. It, there is a fine line of how do you delicately put in a different opinion? <laughs> so yeah. what, what would you say of all your, all your podcast episodes to date? Which one would you say was your favorite, favorite one? Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> okay, I'll give you three. Top three. Wow. <laughs> well, first of all, I have to say how jealous I am of you. You've had Dr. Karen Becker on, and I have been begging for two years to have Dr. Karen on my show, and that's not happened yet. I'm still going after her and Rodney. Those are the only two that I have not been able to capture, but I'm hoping with the new book, The Forever Dog, that, you know, they'll be up to uh, spreading the word about that. Um, but one of my heroes is Dr. Marty Goldstein, and having him on was amazing. And what he shared, he, his specific topic was on cancer which I've had a lot of guests talk about cancer and it really is a big deal. And I, I hope more people understand that it's an epidemic that one out of two dogs, especially of those over the age of 10 are going to die from cancer. It, it's a fact and it's getting worse. So I'd say all of my guests that have been on talking about cancer, you know, Dr. Kendra Pope, she is a integrative veterinary oncologist. There's very few in the world. Uh, Dr. Judy Jasek, she writes for Dogs Naturally magazine. She did a great um, episode on the top five tips of, you know, what causes cancer in our dogs and how to prevent it. So cancer is a huge huge topic that we have to discuss and reverse those numbers. Something I never knew before doing all this was glyphosate. So I've had Dr. Katie Kangas on, and I've had Dr. Chris Besant on talking about glyphosate. It's in our food. It's in their food. It's everywhere. And it just blows my mind that Europe doesn't spray these awful chemicals on their crops, yet it's okay for us to do it. Um, 
and you know, that's one of the major contributors to cancer, I have no doubt. And then third, oh, I guess I have to do a shout out for Susan Thixton, who is on our behalf trying to change and put regulations in place. And she is fighting for us and our dogs when it comes to AFCO, the American Association of Feed Control Officials and the FDA that what they're calling pet food is not, it is pet feed. And we can do so much better with our dogs. So again, that industry is not regulated. The ingredients, where they're sourced from, what is on the packaging, I mean, the marketing claims. Would you agree that that is just a huge area that needs to be improved? Yeah, definitely. Susan Thixton's like, like to me, she's the goddess, like warrior. You know, <laughs> she is. You know, she she really puts herself out there. She's sacrificed her life. You know, I mean, she's she really is serving everyone. You know, um, to really push for the truth about pet food, and mm-hmm. I have huge respect for her because you know she's fearless. This woman. She, yes, she, she is. is. She's she's, yeah, she's she's very cool. She's yeah, she's got cojones this one. <laughs> yes. That's why we love her. Yeah. <laughs> she's a badass. <laughs> she really is a badass. Um so, well, okay, so which one would you say was your most difficult episode or interview you ever did? Actually, it's uh recent and it hasn't been released yet. It's coming out. Um, this coming month in October, uh, I interviewed Daphna, who is the director of PETA, and her recent documentary with Angelica Houston, who is an actress. Um, she produced this documentary, Breaking the Chain, and it's about dogs that um, people obviously aren't taking care of and are on chains outside in all different weather, you know, extreme heat, extreme cold, um, no water. You know, these dogs are dying. Um, So it broke my heart just listening to her and sharing her stories of what they've seen. And it just, it blows my mind that there are people out there that don't understand what owning a dog really means that, you know, you and I believe dogs are part of our family yet they don't believe that. And therefore these dogs, I can't even say they're living, they're suffering. And it's just so sad because we don't see it. And it's in our own backyard all over the world. It's happening. So that really, um, you know, I started tearing up and you can hear it on the episode. So that was really difficult to hear. And, you know, we want to save every dog. I'm sure like me, if money would allow, I would have a huge farm and I would rescue every dog. You know, it's, it's just, we don't think about what's happening out there. 
when we have our own dog that, you know, sits on the couch and watches television with us. And, you know, it's just a totally different scenario. So that was difficult. Would you, do you think you'll ever stop doing a podcast? When, you know, have you ever thought of retiring from it? That is a good question. Um, Because as you know, it takes time for people to even know that you exist, that you have this platform. Um, You know, I, I can't see not doing it because it's so easy to do anytime, anywhere. You know, all this digital format, I could do, you know, I could come visit you in Singapore and I could still be doing my podcast. Nobody would know any different. Um, I'm 55. So you don't look the, Oh, well, thank you, my dear. <laughs> well, in the foreseeable future, no, because this is too important. Obviously, I'm hitting a nerve with the topics that we share. And I am booked out with guests until next July. So that's a great place to be in. I, I don't know because I'm also building a business around my podcast. So if that day ever comes when I do sell it or you know, bring somebody else in, they're, they're taking the whole thing. So we'll, we'll see, but no time soon, for sure. I love it. When, since you, you, you talk about building a business around your podcast, when you started Wag Out Loud, did you think about the business side of it as well at the same time or not really? Yeah, I thought about the obvious, you know, when I took the Pat Flynn course, the first thing you think of is, well, you're going to get sponsors for your show and you're going to make money that way. So I started that pretty early on, just looking around me and saying, okay, these are the products that I know, like, and trust. I'm going to start reaching out to these manufacturers and become an affiliate. So that was another revenue stream. In addition to sponsorship, I've got affiliates. So on my site are the products that I highly recommend that I have vetted. And now that this has become a thing, you know, people send me their products, try it out. We'd love for you to become an affiliate. And not all of them pass, you know, I don't think it would be a good fit for whatever reason, but I share my honest feedback And that was my next source of revenue. And now I, I don't know where these thoughts come from. Again, it was a dog walk. (laughs) I thought about this, (laughs) that now I'm a dog brand liaison. And I don't know that that position exists, but with the state of the world right now with the pandemic and everything else, um, I thought, well, I already have these amazing manufacturers that I know. I'm going to link them up with retailers because the products that I am finding, you can't find at PetSmart, you know, the big box stores or Amazon, which I like. So 
I am connecting the manufacturers with the retailers on these products. And then I get a commission every time that retailer orders those products. So I'm not a salesperson. I'm not a distributor. I'm just an influencer calling a retailer saying, hey, I've got these amazing products that I have found to be incredible. You know, they're patented, they're made in the USA, you know, whatever, whatever it is. I think that you should check it out. I'd love to send you samples and you could share these in your store with your customers. Mm. So that was just a natural segue and addition to the business. So of all the platforms that you ha- that we know of, why podcasting specifically? <sighs> Good question. Like you probably, well, in the beginning, you know, mine are audio only. So I liked <laughs> to start <laughs> with that, that I could hide behind a podcast that I could edit and make it polished and beautiful. I think it's easy for people to listen to, especially now, you know, you've got the Alexa devices and the Google play, you know, I could be in the kitchen making dinner and I could just, you know, say, play the wag out loud podcast, Alexa, and I can listen while I'm cooking. I can listen when I'm walking the dog, I can listen on my way to work. So I think it's up and, well, it's not up and coming. I mean, podcasts are here. They're here to stay. The analytics are getting better. More podcasts are coming on the scene. Uh, When I started this, there were no specific podcasts on canine health. Correct. A lot of dog training ones but nothing in this niche that I decided to go with. So I just ran with it and it's, it's been a blast and I just, I can't wait because, you know, I know the people that I have lined up to be on the show, the experts, the guests, and there's just so much more fantastic information to share. So it's fun. Wow. It's amazing. And you're, you're, you're literally a one lady show doing everything by yourself as well. I am. I don't have any, any virtual assistant outside contractors. Yeah. It's me. That's amazing. For for now. (laughs) You know, you have a really, I really like your podcast. I, I, you know, it's, it's so wonderful. And, you know, um, I, I just think that, you know, it's, it's, it's something to, like, wow, every time I listen to your podcast, it's nice, it's, it's easy to listen to, you know, um, and there's always something to think about. And I love the variety, you know, of topics that you cover. Mm. So how do you come up with, you know, like who you want to, to interview? I mean, very well, early on, I had to reach out to people, obviously. But I'd say maybe 10 episodes in once I send the link to the guest, you know, here is your episode, please share it. 
my very ending on that email after the thank you so much. Here's the link. Who else in the industry do you know that would bring value to my listeners? Please introduce us. So that started very early on. And now people come to me, you know, PR people come to me. Um, the people themselves, you know, I found your podcasts and I think I might be a good guest for your show, but I will always do a Zoom meet and greet first just to make sure they can put a sentence together and, you know, what topic do you want to cover? Is it going to be a good fit? Because I do have a lot of people that are in the industry, maybe, you know, like authors of children's books about dogs, and that just wouldn't be a fit with my audience that, you know, we focus on canine health and wellness, but I will always introduce those people to others that I know. Um, you know, I've got Aaron Scott, believe in dog podcast. And now I can't think of the other one. Oh my gosh. I'm drawing a blank, but I have other podcasters. Dogs are the best friends podcast. That's it. Um, that, you know, I just love connecting people and that's a great position for me to be in that I'm connecting the manufacturers or just, you know, like Dr. Connor Brady. Oh my gosh. Love him. He wrote the book feeding dogs, which I believe is the raw feeding Bible. I introduced him to Carol Smea. She owns the original mine pet platter which is one of my absolute favorite products ever because we should not be feeding from a bowl for many reasons. <laughs> so I, you know, I introduced them and I just introduced her to Dr. Jordy, Judy Morgan. They are speaking this morning. So I just love the industry. As you know, most dog lovers are pretty cool people. So yeah. it's pretty easy to get along with anybody that is coming on the show. So what made you decide on your niche? <laughs> um, Cause you took it from big, I'm an animal lover. Mm, How did you get to where you are now? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I am basically a pet parent. I am an animal welfare volunteer. I feed community cats in my neighborhood. I do TNR. I do fostering and rescuing mainly cats because I stay in a flat um, mm -hmm. in an apartment. Um, but I do dogs as well. I'm bipetual. I have cats and dogs. I love it. <laughs> I'm bipetual. Um, so when I decided to do this, it was, like I said, it was a challenge to myself, you know, um, but why specifically holistic pet service entrepreneurs? It's really, you know, I obsess over animal health, you know, like you, you know, you want canine wellness. And because I, I adopted my first cat, you know, she's 13 now, but when she was a kitten, um, I didn't know any better. I did whatever the vet told me to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, I basically damaged her gut. 
her gut oh, health was damaged. So, you know, it took a long time to heal her. And, you know, thanks to Google, I, I managed to find Dr. Karen Becker and Rodney Habib and Dr. Jean Hovey, you yep. know, all these amazing people, Dr. Judy Morgan. And, you know, I started down this really amazing rabbit hole of alternative um, integrative holistic care, you mm -hmm. know, not just the woo-woo stuff, but really the integrative stuff. So, you know, the science and the arts of it. And I just started to apply what I learned by reading into my rescue work. You know, I started to feed raw whenever, you know. Um, yeah, so it was just a light, so many light bulb moments came up. You know, each time mm -hmm. I applied a new tool that I read online or, you know, followed something. And then I was like, I want to interview these amazing people. Good one for day. you. You know, and you are one of them. <laughs> you are on my list too. <laughs> but I'm such a shy person. And I, I think, you know, I don't have, I don't think I have a lot of self-confidence in myself. I mm. think, you know, um, I'm only into episode, well, okay, what, okay, time zone's a bit confusing, but my Thursday, your, okay, your Thursday, which is tomorrow, I think. Or my yes. Thursday or something. Yes, tomorrow okay. is Thursday here. <laughs> yeah, so so I'll be I'll be um I do one podcast episode a week. Yep. So that's my that's my commitment to myself, which is really difficult. <laughs> uh, that's it's yeah. I'm, it's, it's I do really, the same. It's, it's hard work. It's really challenging. Um, you know, but to be able to interview um people I admire and who inspire me to become a better pet parent. Mm. that's basically the, if you want to call it a niche, a niche, you know, yep. and I just want to share their stories and inspire other pet parents who, who might not be feeding raw or who don't know about ozone therapy or, you know, um, or, you know, they, they're thinking like, Hey, I like animals, but can I turn it into a business or, you know, yeah. You know, so it's it's basically, you know, I just wanna talk to people I admire. I think that was my excuse really. It, it wasn't a cunning plan. <laughs> There's no cunning plan in it. But it's just for me to I think to help me grow as a person as well. Um mm -hmm. because what people like you, what you do is so inspiring. It, it really is. It really is. I mean, like, I'm only on to this Thursday, like, tomorrow is, like, I think episode 84. That's only. great. What do you mean, only? That's only. amazing. <laughs> I, I started my podcast only last year, 7th of May. So, Amherst, a lot, most people give up. You know that. Yeah. Podcasting. It's, it's, it's it doesn't... not easy. It's not easy, you know. No. Um, and I had no idea what I was into because I I'm not I've not started looking into monetizing my podcast. Though people have asked me this question and I know that it's it's a, it's a you know um there is business there and I've had people mm -hmm. reach out to me as well like like you were talking about these PR companies or these brands that want me to 
you know, like uh, advertise or whatever for them, but I've never heard of them or I don't use them. So I tell them politely, like, you know, thank you. You know, um, right now I'm not looking into, into this um, monetization at the moment, you know. Um, but like, I just do this for now. It's really just a passion project. So it's very different from where you are, which I admire because I think like, huh, it's like, wow, that's so much work. And you're one person with no virtual existence. <laughs> that's amazing. And you don't get anyone to do your editing. That's, that's phenomenal because I struggle with technology. <laughs> Doing a Zoom was a challenge. <laughs> well, as far as editing is concerned, thank God for Audacity. It's a platform. And thank God for Auphonic, another platform. Those, that is what I use to edit. And that's how the audio is synced. You know, we're on the same level and the background noise is taken out and it sounds much better. And if I didn't have those tools, I, I couldn't do it. Wow. There's no way. That, that's amazing because um, unlike yours, because yours is so polished and professional, seriously. Mine is just full of very raw cuts. Um, and nothing wrong with that. That's you know. great. <laughs> but Amaris, you know, people love transparency. They want the real deal. They don't want the fluff. Mm. So I admire that. You know, I try to keep some ums and other things in. You know, I, I don't edit all of them. Um. But you know what, what you're doing is great and you should be so proud to be 80 plus episodes in and you're doing, you're Florence Nightingale. You're doing this for free. Girlfriend, we got to change that. We got to talk offline <laughs> about how you can monetize this. Um, but it's you and people like you and me that are going to make a difference. And more and more people are realizing, you know, it used, it used to be this myth, never feed your dog people food. Well, mm. that is turned upside down. Yes, feed your dog people food, fresh, whole food. Um, so kudos to you. I think you have something really special. And you need to continue and build on that. Now that you have your confidence, um, <laughs> what else have you learned about yourself through this process? Oh, no, I don't know what I've got my confidence. I think I'm still working on it. I'm a work in progress, really. We all uh, are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think, I think I'm still learning. I think I try not to think too much about myself. I think that's how I do it. It's more like I focus on who I like to, who, who would I like to speak to? And then I just focus on them to, to hear their stories because I'm just the microphone, really. That's what I think, you know. Uh, yeah. No, you're a facilitator. Yeah. I mean, you have, you have to direct the conversation. It's not as easy as just, okay, <laughs> here we go. Record. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm I'm nothing like you. I'm just I I am I'm a delinquent when it comes to organization. I'm not an organized person by by nature. So you know, I admire the you know like how organized you are, and you know your work ethics. It it shows through your podcast. 
the quality mm. of the interviews that you do is just phenomenally amazing. And if anyone has not listened to your podcast, I'm shocked because like you said, you were like really the only one when you first came out on Canine Wellness. I think now that you've, I believe you have inspired a lot of other people to start their own podcast now, you know, and I know that now with um, Facebook, Instagram, you know, they call a podcast with video now and they still call it yes. podcast, you know, yes. and, you know, and you're still basically audio, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I thought Have about, you, yeah, social platforms, video. I don't think I'm going to go that direction yet, but I will tell you a huge game changer was transcribing. So transcribing the entire interview, hold nothing back. And, you know, mostly for SEO purposes, of course, so people can find it. But that has, when I first started that, which was only, I'd say four or five months ago, I guess, um, the increased traffic to my website was 700%. Wow. Just by adding the transcription. Wow. Which, yes, it takes a little more work. You know, I use Otter AI, which is a transcription platform software. And you have to go through it because I'd say it's about 80% accurate. <laughs> um, but for now, I do want to do more webinars. Um, I did a lot of those last year, webinars, master classes, and that would be definitely video. Um, so I'm just trying to reinvent myself right now and figure out what is the highest and best use of my time because all of this takes so much time. And I really need to focus on what, what is the area that I am serving others in? What, what, is the, what does that look like? And now that I've taken on this dog brand liaison, <laughs> that, that's you know a whole nother side business really yeah so i just have to be careful as and a lot and a lot of people don't want to be on video they like just the audio of of podcasts so i think for now i'm going to stick with with how it's being done now but you know things change every second so mm -hmm. stay tuned <laughs> on that one <laughs> well, well you know, Krista, I want to thank you for your time because, you know, I know you're a really busy lady. Um, I think you've given me a lot to think about in terms of, you know, if I was to ever change the direction of my podcast, you know, how, how can I look into it and turn it into a business, mm -hmm. you know, um, that part of it. But what for me, this this interview with you, it's really, I think what strikes me the most is that you, you only, you only think about canine wellness, you know, you, you just want to, to share, you want to seek out, you know, people of diverse opinions, mm -hmm. you know, and then you want to share them, 
Oh yeah. That, <laughs> oh, you can hear that. Yeah, that's somebody's that's, talking. Yeah, that's my oldest girl. Um, she she's thirteen now, thirteen years old. So when she does that, she's just telling me like she wants to have something to eat. She likes she likes her supper. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we all like food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. But like you know, what what I love about you is is you know, you have this real focus on on serving serving your listeners you know and that's something that i hope that i can i can i can learn and 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 do that as well you know cuz i don't know like i said maybe i have imposter syndrome i i don't know where i am professionally as i keep saying i know i shouldn't say that no you but, shouldn't yeah <laughs> or think it <laughs> i'm i'm working on that you see but you know i just think like i think at the end of the day i'm a pet parent who really loves reaching out to amazing people like you who share their stories who share their passion you know and i just hope that i can, you know those who are listening will be inspired by you as well you know you. just like you have inspired me so i want to thank you on behalf of all the pet parents out there in the world because literally that's what podcasting does it's amazing it's anywhere in the world any day any time that's you know right. i want to thank you on behalf of all pet parents in the world for all that you do for the animals thank oh, you so much thank you i appreciate you and keep going and I am here for you, girl. I am a fan. If you need anything, if you need brainstorming, I seriously, that, that would be a gift to me if I, I can help others. That's what it's all about. Wow. I'm so thankful and grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, download, rate, review, and share this with others whom you care about that may enjoy it as well. Thank you and remember to be kind to yourself and others. Have a awesome day, everyone.